Welcome everyone, we are about to begin, as is Hashem, Shear number 114. Uh, we discussed in the last Shear about fighting or disagreeing in a fair way, in a respectful way. The few you cite this, just to review very quickly, is number one is, on, ver- on the small insignificant issues, it's Kedai to let go, not to harp on it, and, um, and to move on from it. If it's a major issue... Um, even if it's a major issue, if you see that you're you're getting angry or agitated or starting to escalate into loud voices and in-calling, you retreat, you stop right away, you pull away, you calm down. An eight is to write it down. And if you wrote it in an angry way, then rewrite it afterwards, throw it away, rewrite it until it becomes clear, until there's a point where you can actually sit down and talk together. Usually that you could resolve it that way. And if you can't, and you both agree to disagree, then and you need to resolve something, then you both agree to go to a counselor or a rav, someone respected by the both of you. And you both talk it over to him or her or whatever. And um, and and that's the way to do it. We resolve that way. It's also important that sometimes you it, it happens where there's a bigger issue but instead of you want to avoid it because you're not comfortable talking about it, so you nitpick on smaller issues and you're really fighting over a small issue, but it's really not that the main issue. That's not a healthy thing because you're sort of deflecting. Instead, acknowledge what you really uh, is upsetting you and express that in a calm way. And you need to learn how to do that in a way knowing you're on the same team, you work together, you love each other, it's an opportunity. No two people think alike. And even with major, larger issues, we could resolve it. We could get through it. We could get past it. And you listen to each other. And you treat each other with respect as you're doing so. That was more or less the crux of most of what we said in the last year. Another Eitza is as you're disagreeing with each other and expressing each other's opinions, you need to learn how to listen well. Listen well means what? Means you don't jump to conclusions. You don't assume that, um, you know, you think as, let's say, you're listening to your husband talking or your wife talking, and before they finish the sentence, you're like piping in, oh, you mean this, you mean that. Even if it's a major issue, don't assume. Don't make the assumption that your spouse um is will say what you think they're going to say. They may say something else. And also don't assume that your spouse does not have your best interest in mind when you disagree with her or with her. Assume that your husband or wife, as you're disagreeing, they do have your best interest in mind. They love you and they want the marriage to work. And you want the marriage to work. You're disagreeing on a prat, on an akuda. It may be a very important akuda. But don't necessarily assume, because you disagree, even if it's a on a larger issue, that they don't value the marriage, or that they don't respect or love you, or that they don't have the both of you together in mind, the best interest of you as a couple in mind, because very often that is the case, even with larger disagreements. Even with larger disagreements, when a husband and wife are talking and they're disagreeing about things that are not minor, 
Nevertheless, very often, both of them have the same kavona internally in mind. They want to build the bayis them and be Yisrael. They want, to, they want to do what's best. They love, they each love their children. And let's say they're disagreeing on a particular, let's say, just as an example, there's a particular boy or girl, child that they have, and they're disagreeing on a direction in life, on a benegei, uh, that, that child's chinech. They are on the same page. They are on the same team. They both love this child dearly. They want to do what's best for that child. They're in a disagreement of how to go about doing it. But knowing that, very often you have to take away that dafka. None of them is trying to derail each other, Khalila. That's not so common. Most of the time, they do have their best interest in mind the best instruments of the marriage, and they genuinely believe it, even if one of them happens to be somewhat incorrect. But you need to understand the motivation behind it. We're a couple, we're a team, we're married. We both have the marriage interest in mind. You start off with that mindset, so even when you disagree on the pratim, you could work it out. You could discuss it and go back and forth in a calm, respectful way and work it out. So you need to listen well, see that point of view of your spouse. Don't jump to conclusions and think that they're talking crazy or irrational. It may not be as crazy or as irrational as you think. You just need to listen. And usually you'll hear valid points, even if you don't necessarily agree with it. You will see those valid points. Number Another side also, you need to be willing to compromise. And um, if you have one spouse that always forces their way, that's not a marriage. That's called bullying. That's a dictatorship. A dictatorship is not a marriage. You cannot have a marriage as a dictatorship. So if someone, one of them is always very forceful and they enter into the other person's world and they um, fight them tooth and nail and stubborn about it, that's bullying. You have to be willing to compromise, find a middle ground. Another side also, when there is disagreements, never, ever, ever use silent treatment. And that's a, that, that is a tool that very often people use, and it's a terrible, terrible thing. We didn't talk about it much in the shiurim in detail yet. But this, using a silent treatment or stonewalling as an approach to get your way is a toxic tool, and it should not, not be used. That's another side when you're disagreeing. Another side when you disagree is do not ever use sex or affection as a bargaining chip that, let's say, as the wife, she says, I'm not going to touch him. I'm not going to be affectionate to him. I won't be physical with him. I won't even look at him. Or the husband saying the same thing. You know, I'm not even going to look at her until she gets on the program. I will starve him for the sex. I will starve him until he sees it my way. Or the husband says, I will not show affection at all until she sees it my way. That is domestic terrorism that's emotional you're being an emotional terrorist to withhold affection or sex in a relationship as a punishment to another person 
because you want to twist their arm to see it your way or whatever you're arguing about so that you're the either the king dictator or you're the queen dictator of the relationship. That's There's an achzarius there. That's a cruelty that can blow up a marriage sky high and destroy it completely. I'm not underestimating or under, I'm not over-exaggerating is what I mean to say. I am not over-exaggerating at all. You cannot, as upset as a couple may be at each other at the moment, because it's, let's say it's a big issue that they're disagreeing about, they need to focus on that disagreement itself. And if they need a third party to help them out, then do so. But all through that process, they need to nevertheless... I love you, you love me, we're a couple, we're married, we have this hurdle, we'll get past it. We'll just have to figure a way to get past it. And you hug each other, and you love each other. You don't use a withholding of affection to get your way, whether it's actual sex, or whether it's just affectionate words, or or acknowledgement, and things like that. So that's another side to how to what not to do, Halila, when you're disagreeing on something. Another thing what people like to do, and it should never be done, is you never compare. You say, oh, let's say it's a second marriage, okay? Oh, my ex-husband would never do something like this or think of something so stupid like this. Or 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 some you know uh you know or you're you're a loser and, uh, you know, your brother has more seichel than you do, you know, or your sister, you tell your wife, your sister has at least common sense, you have no common sense, things like that, that are very devastating, very crushing to a relationship. You're basically telling your wife and your husband when you're using this comparison game, that my ex-husband was better than you, you know, uh, you're better than better, you know that that he thought more clearly than you, or your sister has a more common sense than you, and things like that. It's basically you're telling that person you'll never be enough. It's a terrible thing to do. Instead, with clarity, with calmness, you never disparage as you're disagreeing. You never bash as you're disagreeing. Another eitzah, a tremendous eitzah, is you daven to Hashem and ask for help before you have that discussion with your wife or with your husband. It would even be good, by the way, if you're both about to discuss something, for both of you, take out a Tehillim and say a couple of Kapitlach together, say, you know, we disagree on something, we need to work work it out, and please guide us. And you both daven Hashem. Like before Tkir Shefer, the Yehi Ratzin in making the bracha, the Hachana, Mikra Megillah, Hadlokas Ne'er Shabbos, all these mitzvahs. This is a mitzvah. A mitzvah when you, when you have a disagreement and you can't bury it under the rug and it has to come out in the open and you and your wife, you and your husband need to talk about it and you're nervous about it. You use all the eights that we described in last year and in this year. And then also you daven, both daven, either say a couple of tehillim or you do it together. Please give us guidance and help us. You use the right tone of voice, a warm, respectful, loving tone. You could do that and still bring your point across strongly. People think that in order to stress their point, they have to be forceful 
and extremely articulate. And uh, this is we're not. This is not a presidential debate. When a husband and wife are disagreeing, even on a sensitive or bigger issue, this is not a presidential debate. It's not a campaign, a political campaign with two candidates. It's still they're working together. You can talk in a warm, respectful tone, in a warm tone, and still bring about your your points clearly. And then the other person listens and then expresses their point clearly. And that's very important too. Another Aitza is never say always or never. That's very childish. You're putting that other person in a box. You're always a stubborn mule. You always make these same mistakes again and again. You never think clearly. You never have common sense. Uh, you never know how to act uh, as, a, as, a, as, as the husband you're meant to, to, to act like. You're never a good father. You always mess up um, um, the suppers. Always, never, always, never. Chalila, chalila to say things like that. To put a person in a box that this is the way they are, that they can't change. It's not true and it's destructive. It's destructive to talk like that. It's destructive to think like that. And um, and you'll see, and here I want to end with this Nakuda. If you do these things with these tools that I mentioned and the tefillah beforehand and so on, you will see that after working it through, even if it was a bigger uh, parsha that you went through till you resolved it, you will feel afterwards more closer to each other. It'll clear the air between the two of you. I know it's scary to to approach these topics and you need courage to approach it. But when it needs to be addressed and you have the courage to address it and you don't avoid these difficult topics and you do your best to do it in an, in a way where you work it through, you will see that you'll become more closer to each other and there'll be more warmth to each other, more hakaris atayv to each other. You know, we had this big disagreement, and it makes no difference at the end whether it was the husband's, uh, the, the end, the, the, like at the end of that thing, whether it went more the husband's way or it went more the wife's way, or if they went to third party and they uh, said in this particular case, do what the husband said or do what the wife said. It makes no difference. If the, if the process was done the right way and there was a proper self-restraint and despite the stress they learned, the stress of the, the, the whatever the issue was, they learned to love each other and to talk to, with each other respectfully, they will become stronger as a process in the process they will become closer to each other as a process they will love each other more as a process they'll become united in a more special way when they pulled through after having crossed that hurdle and it's something to always remember have a wonderful day